Whether it's her first Mother's Day or her 40th, she deserves more. Shop tons of stunning on-trend jewelry for every budget at Diamonds Direct. Diamond fashion jewelry, beautiful birthstones, everyday pearls, starting at just $200. Commemorate the real loves of her life with a gorgeous pendant featuring the birthstone of the one who made her mom. This Mother's Day, Diamonds Direct has everything you need to say thank you. Diamonds Direct. Your love, our passion. Online at DiamondsDirect.com. The Kakadu Plum is an Australian native superfood containing 100 times more vitamin C than oranges. So why have you never heard of it? PR. No one's drinking a Kakadu smoothie? I'm JB Smooth, and that was a full episode of my new podcast, Straightforward. Inspired by guaranteed straightforward pricing from AT&T Fiber. Get what you want without the complicated. AT&T Fiber, live like a giggillionaire. Available wherever you get your podcast. Limited availability in select areas. Visit at and slash hypergig with details. Episode 282, Regaining Motivation When You Don't Feel Like Caring About Money. Welcome to the Frugal Friends Podcast, where you'll learn to save money, money, embrace simplicity, and live a richer life. Here are your hosts, Jen and Jill. Welcome to the Frugal Friends Podcast. My name is Jen. My name is Jill. And today we are talking about motivation. Mm -hmm. That elusive, sought-after Word and feeling. And sometimes you just don't feel motivated. A lot of the times you don't feel motivated. And that's normal. Mm -hmm. That's absolutely normal. Let's not work against our psychology. Let's work with it and figure out how do we get motivated? How do we just keep going? And that's really what today's episode's about. How do we just keep going? (laughs) Yes. How do we do how? Just go. Just keep going. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Survive. We're going to talk about that. But first, a word from our sponsor, Caring Less. Caring Less actually found the motivation to sponsor us. When we feel like wow. we should care more, it's actually important to remember that there's always room to care less. Jen reminded me of this recently. And you know what? Remembering both ends of that spectrum can show us we've truly struck the balance. Caring less, the only alternative to not being able to care anymore. But if you do find yourself caring more, specifically about money goals, debt payoffs, and just caring a little bit more about gaining some motivation, you should check out our new debt-free stories video series on YouTube. If you've listened to any of us talk about these debt-free stories. We can't announce it without singing it because we're so excited. We've got all the goody goodness you need to care less about all the other distractions on social media so that you can care more about getting motivation from other people, getting excited about other people's debt payoff stories, hearing some fellow Frugal Friends listeners, and it's all over on Frugal Friends podcast YouTube channel. Look it up on YouTube, hit the subscribe button, go ahead and hit that notification button so you can know when the next video drops because every there there's no two videos alike. It's like snowflakes up in here. Every video is different. Every story is different <laughs> because all of you are different. And all of it, though, contains so much fun and inspiration and motivation. If you are kind of in that slump right now, it's okay to be in that slump. We're here for you. Frugal Friends podcast, Debt Free Stories. So you can have that little spark of external motivation when you are just not feeling it. These are there for you and some really good practical tips. So Search Frugal Friends on YouTube, subscribe, turn on notifications. We got it coming at you all February into March. We've had them all January. So binge the backlog and uh, Mm. come back for more. Mm. Binge that backlog. Mm. Okay. So 
I mean, one of the greatest ways to regain motivation is to binge the backlog of Frugal Friends podcast episodes and debt-free stories. Good segue. So that's number one. So that's the first tip. And if you need some episodes to do that with, episode 100, How to Maintain 100% Effort on Your Financial Journey. Spoiler, there is no 100%. It's just keep going. And episode 55, What to Do When You Feel Like Giving Up. Feelings that we have all had whatever your financial goal is. So episode 55, episode 100. Now we're at episode 282. And we are going to talk specifically about motivation. And in this first article, it is titled Unmotivated, Five Reasons Why You're Feeling This Way. So let's start by digging into maybe why you feel unmotivated. Jill, using your expertise... (laughs) on people. What did you think about this article? What did you think about the articles like the small cat on the side with the crown? Oh, from a professional standpoint, I think cats are really great motivators (laughs) to care less. They really epitomize that. Uh, And that's, you know, coming from my professional expert opinion. (laughs) It's really, yeah. It's a great infographics. Yes. So motivation, it is such a tricky one. I think that they did a really good job of helping us figure out how we're made, what's going to make us tick, how we are going to be able to move through some of the goals that we've set in beneficial ways to have the behaviors and focus that we want to have. But motivation, it is it can be quite elusive. We could chase after it. We could find it for a moment. We lose it. We have to refind it. Like it just is a reality to life. And I think sometimes it is indicative of maybe is that not a good goal or maybe is motivation not necessarily the end thing that I want to point at? Is it just how do I just keep going even in the midst of my emotions telling me that I want to stop or my body telling me that I want to stop? And sometimes we need to pay attention to that. So there's so much that can be said, but I do think that this article gave a decent overview. I especially appreciate some of the things that they mention at the beginning before they even get into some of the reasons we might feel this way. What might lead to kind of this unmotivated state of mind can be stress, oversleeping or lacking sleep, potentially having unclear goals and priorities. We might just feel like we're not on a great path or accomplishing things or feeling purposeful or successful because we've not really clearly defined what it is that we're aiming at. Certainly when we kind of are just sitting around or scrolling or engaged in a lot of really distracting mindless activities. That's not going to always be the most motivating thing. It'll kind of keep us in that cycle. Nutrition, uh, how much we're moving our bodies, whether or not we're exercising, all of these things can play into it. So I think one of the key takeaways in this is that there are many and multiple layers to this. It's not just going to be a linear path of I'm feeling unmotivated. So plug in this answer and done. It's this kind of ever evolving things are constantly moving and changing in our environments inside of us. And I think keeping a pulse on all of that is going to help us to identify why am I feeling unmotivated? What might this be connected to? And then hit it at that thing. Is it related to stress? Okay, then how can I respond? Is it related to sleep? Okay, how can I respond? And again, that's going to come back to what we talk about very often of curiosity with self, being aware of what's happening inside of us and our environment and circumstances to be able to respond well, not just out of guilt and shame of I shouldn't be feeling this way. Yeah, I feel like they kind of put the solutions before the problems. So We are going to talk about the five problems or reasons you might be unmotivated, but these are really like the ones that Jill kind of listed out are not so much the problem, but you can look at them as like the solution. So if you're not feeling motivated, then identifying maybe stressors that you can eliminate 
or getting an extra hour of sleep, putting, doing like a social media fast, changing up some of the way you're doing your diet or your exercise, uh, doing a task that you've been putting off that you really don't want to do, doing it immediately. So getting over some of, some of these things can really be solution to motivation. Because as you'll find over and over throughout this episode, spoiler alert, is that the solution to motivation is just action. Mm -hmm. Some type of action, not even significant action, Mm -hmm. just some kind of action, not even maybe in the direction, like in the specific direction, but maybe in a peripheral direction. Because when we do any kind of action, when we just like get up off the couch, that can be kind of the instant, like, like get the ball rolling. My fingers. Yeah. (laughs) Something that we need to trigger a different like movement, like, cause a ball at rest stays at rest a ball in motion stays in motion. It's not a ball, it's an object, but you get what I'm saying. So just being in motion or not being in motion, but like starting Mm -hmm. motion. Yeah. And this applies to anything. I know we're specifically talking financial goals and that's relevant and important, but I think we can lack motivation in all areas of our personhood. Mm -hmm. And usually when we're lacking in one, we're lacking in a few. And so it might even be to what you're saying, Jen, experiencing activity or motion in a separate area of life can then also have a positive ripple effect on our finances. Mm -hmm. So also recognize that making a move in any one area of life could help us in the other areas of life as we start to feel the momentum of that. Mm-hmm. And th- this article, I will just say it's the title says five reasons. I could only determine four. So we'll go through all four. And if there's a hidden fifth, oh, yeah. let us know. Maybe that list of things was the first one. Okay, let's go with that. So okay. what's number two? <laughs> the second one is having a negative outlook. I love it when these articles like say a number and then when you get in there, the number is wrong. <laughs> that happens more often than you think. You know, it was just for SEO. In online writing. Mm-hmm. Oh, it's absolutely just for, the title is for SEO. The article is you You never know what you're going to get. And that is literally why we do <laughs> what we do. Because you never know what you're going to get. And we get four. Uh, so second is having a negative outlook can decrease your motivation. And we are self-fulfilling prophecies, aren't we? When we are dwelling on the one bad thing that happened and ignoring the nine good things that happened, we become self-fulfilling prophecies of our own progress, of our own like capabilities. We do to ourselves what we what we say we're going to do to ourselves. And so that's really like, I see that in in my life with like people around me, but I also see it in my life. Like it's able, it allows me to identify in myself when I am my own negative self-fulfilling prophecy. And that really makes me not motivated to be better. If I just think I'm going to fail, if I think things are against me, why do better? You know, yeah. why try? I think said a different way, this is also related to having an unhelpful mindset. I know we talk about mindset a ton and how thoughts lead to emotions, lead to behaviors. And so when it, ultimately all that's to say is it starts in our brain. It start, starts in our thought patterns. And that has such a profound and powerful impact on the way that our lives then go, at least for what's within our control. There's plenty that is outside of our control, but for what we have influence over, it starts with our thoughts and that's going to lead us down any number of trajectories based on what we're thinking and how we're perceiving what's happening. And and that's not to say look at everything with rose-colored glasses. We can still be realistic, but it also means giving space for looking at the positive, for looking at something in a more optimistic way or looking at the things that are going well or right. Again, 
sense, still based in reality, but not solely focusing in on the negative, non-beneficial things that are continuing to add to a lack of motivation. Mm -hmm. Then the next one, whether it's number two or three on this list, is forgetting about the long-term benefits. And this can happen for all of us. And it's one of the things that I think is important to recognize that always and forever keeping long-term wise in focus isn't always possible for us. Like having retirement be motivation for me today and the day in, day out drudgery of life, that's not always going to be the best motivator. But certainly thinking about some version of long-term, I would even say midterm or even on the shorter term, like what is it that this small task might be leading me towards, even if it's just an end product in a week or a month from now, we don't have to use the term long term in like a 10 year time span kind of a thing. But thinking through what is the why behind this action? What can it be leading to? to can help us kind of regain some of that strength and energy to do the thing. I know I have felt this way so many times, specifically in our renovation process. We're about Uh two and a half years in on renovating like literally all aspects of this house. And there are so many times when in the end of a work day, and I'm supposed to get now started on doing the reno projects. And I literally for like the the actual use of the term, I don't have any motivation. And that might be uh, exactly coinciding with how much energy and literal physical strength that I have. Mm -hmm. But one of the things that can help me in those moments is if I do this now, I am one day closer to my kitchen being ready for me to host people in. I am one day closer to being able to have guests in my Airbnb. And that may not work all of the time, but sometimes uh, keeping a little bit of that longer term focus in mind can help me realize, okay, yes, I can paint another wall today. (laughs) I can wood fill some more trim. I can do this. We can do hard things. I I feel the same way. Like I have to, in order to not get frustrated and super sad, I have to kind of look at the, uh, you know, we're renovating like the rental side of our house right now. And so in order to not get sad about that, I have to look at things that we're going to be putting on our side of the house Mm -hmm. um, that I'm going to get to benefit from. And knowing the closer I get to finishing this rental the closer I get to getting my oasis. Yes. So that is what I have to do and remind myself to like keep going and prime that wall, paint that wall. Mm-hmm. That's pretty much all I'm capable of and, right now. And as it relates to financial goals, I think this rings true in those circumstances. And they also highlight celebrating small wins as you go, because we know just the 10, 15, 20 years down the road isn't always going to be enough for us. We need to be able to acknowledge and celebrate when we've experienced some of those smaller achievements. And so whatever way that that looks for you, whether it's long-term financial goals or you're doing a renovation project as well, how can we also build in some celebratory pieces, some ways to congratulate ourselves of we are getting things accomplished. It's not remaining stagnant for as long as we keep moving. Yeah, I often forget to do that. I always want to get to the next thing and the next thing. Mm -hmm. But it is important to stop and recognize the completion of a season. Yeah. So even if you don't feel like it is, it is worth it for just staying motivated in the future. It may not feel significant in the present, but in the future, when you're lacking motivation, those past elements, those past celebrations will affect how quickly you move on in the future. So the next one is setting unrealistic goals. And I love this quote, and I think it's from Steve Jobs, is that we vastly 
overestimate what we can do in a year and underestimate what we can do in 10 years. And I feel like that is so, 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 so true. We set goals for ourselves that are quite lofty because we are told to, but are in reality unrealistic because they're not backed by systems and strategies. They're just goals. They're just dreams, wishes that your heart makes. (laughs) And then because we're not focusing on systems and strategies, we don't meet these lofty goals. And then we don't obviously do in 10 years what we could have. But for anybody who has paid off debt and for everyone we featured in our debt-free stories, we talked, many of them thought it was going to take, you know, five, one year, five years to pay off their debt. Many of them saw their payoff in half that time. Which is amazing. Because it was just Mm -hmm. a matter, right? It doesn't happen for everyone, but for the people we talked to, it did. And so, and in our own experience too, we thought it was going to take five years. It took two. So when you get started on something and you're focusing on systems and strategies and just focusing on small steps, you can accomplish more in 10 years than you've ever dreamed. But if you're just setting unrealistic goals, not backed by any plans or or mini goals, as the article says, then you're going to be suffering with a lot of motivation loss because it's just going to be a lot of challenges, um, a lot of things that are going to feel hard to come back from. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And the last thing on this list is not using your time wisely. And they say it's the one thing you can never get back. We often say it is our only true limited resource. We can often find ways to get more money, gain more resources, but time we can't. Like we all have the same amount of time given to us. And they kind of worked it backwards in saying, if we feel like we're always running out of time, we can, that can lead to a lack of motivation. Like, oh, I just, I don't have enough time. I keep losing time. I keep running out of time. And so one of the solutions to this is certainly to get very clear on what our goals are. What is the thing that we are trying to find motivation for? Do we feel like we can define that really clearly? If not, if we can't summarize that in a sentence or two, then we need to bring more definition around it and then break it down. Like like you just said, Jen, finding some more measurement to it, being more specific in what each step along the way is going to be and be really realistic about, can I accomplish that in that stated amount of time, given all of the other circumstances? I think that's another thing that we can misjudge is, yes, maybe it might only take two weeks to get one thing accomplished, but might it take longer if you also factor in the reality that you're a parent and you're a homeowner and you've got friends and family you need to see and you've got these other projects? Like these are things we need to look at some of these goals within reality and then measure our time well within the midst of that and make it reasonable, make it attainable and then follow through with that plan. Stay on track with how are you using your timing? Again, this has been a huge one for us with the renovation is there really truly wasn't a ton of time because we both have jobs that we're doing and we're still traveling and hosting people. And so one of the things that truly did help me, I don't know that I could have worded it this way until I read this article, but we got really realistic with timing. Like, sure, we may only actually need three weeks fully focused on the kitchen to finish the kitchen. But when we look at the reality of our season and circumstances, it's probably actually going to take us two months. And that has lifted a huge weight off of us of pressure and to realize it's okay to just give two hours a night to this. I don't need to feel like I need to get everything accomplished in one night to feel productive. And that has actually led to motivation rather than taken away from it, which has been helpful. Yeah. And that's where this prioritization comes in because we always talk about prioritizing and 
when you prioritize one goal, that goal gets done quickly, right? And so some people, for some people, it might be their renovation is that I want to go really hard for three weeks, bust this out, and then not worry about it moving forward. But if that's not your priority, you can choose something else is that I want to take the season, you know, especially back in the holiday season, I want to take the season to rest, to deepen relationships, to hygge. <laughs> and I will put the renovation on the back burner. And s- instead of taking three weeks and missing out on the season, I will stretch it out over two months. Neither one is better. And we do the same thing with our finances. As long as you are intentional about your choice and the I mean, the choice you make does not have have to be the choice you carry with you long term. It can be a a three week choice or a two month choice, but it has to be an intentional choice. My favorite part about spring cleaning is that post clean clarity when I'm like, wow, I can finally think clearly. How was I functioning in that mess before? It's kind of like when you find out you've been paying a fortune for wireless when Mint Mobile has phone plans for $15 a month when you purchase a three-month plan. If this sounds like the type of spring cleaning your finances need right now, then it's time to switch to Mint Mobile and get unlimited talk, text, and data for $15 a month. All plans come with high-speed data and unlimited talk and text delivered on the nation's largest 5G network. Plus, you can use your own phone with any Mint Mobile plan and bring your phone number along with all your existing contacts. To get this new customer offer and your new three-month unlimited wireless plan for just 15 bucks a month, go to mintmobile.com slash frugal. That's mintmobile.com slash frugal. Cut your wireless bill to 15 bucks a month at mintmobile.com slash frugal. $45 upfront payment required equivalent to $15 a month New customers on first three-month plan only. Speed slower above 40 gigabytes on unlimited plan. Additional taxes, fees, and restrictions apply. See Mint Mobile for details. I don't love creating my spending plan each month, and it took me a while to find a budgeting app that had simple features but didn't feel and look like a spreadsheet. If that's you too, Monarch's the way to go. Monarch is the top-rated all-in-one personal finance app. It gives you a comprehensive view of all of your accounts, investments, transactions, and more. Create custom budgets, track progress toward financial goals, and collaborate with your partner. And now get an extended 30-day free trial when you go to monarchmoney.com slash frugal. I like how easy it is to customize my budget and create automatic transaction rules. The transaction widget helps me stay on top of my spending. After using Monarch for several months, I understand why it's the top rated personal finance app. And right now, listeners of this show will get an extended 30-day free trial when you go to monarchmoney.com slash frugal. That's M-O-N-A-R-C-H M-O-N-E-Y dot com slash frugal. For your extended 30-day free trial, go to monarchmoney.com slash frugal for an extended 30-day free trial. Yeah. Yeah. Well said. I really want to get to this next article because I did enjoy it. It comes from CNBC and is titled, How the Pandemic Killed Your Motivation and Six Ways to Get It Back According to Science. Woof, that's a packed title. Yeah, because, okay, so this is where we get down to strategy, Mm -hmm. systems, movement. This is the real key to regaining motivation Mm -hmm. because you're going to lose it. That's just what happens. So these are the steps to take, not all at the same time. This is a list of options to get your motivation back. And it's not just like, it's not, they say the pandemic because that's like a, this was written in January, 2021. And that was, you know, a sexy thing to put in an article title. This is anything. <laughs> it is requiring anything. motivation. But yeah. what I really do like about the intro portion of the article, I felt as though this really hit the nail on the head that I want to highlight is motivation tends to drop when you feel a deficit in three key areas of life. Your, your autonomy, competence, and relationships. Again, I don't know that I could have summarized it in that way, but when you think about that and realize what is my lack of motivation connected to, 
I, I think usually, at least for me, it is one of these three things. If I feel like my autonomy, my ability to control certain aspects of my life, their influence on things, that's going to really inhibit some motivation to do things, right? Like think about someone just told you to do something and there's no options about it. How motivated are you going to feel? Usually Mm -hmm. not that motivated. Your competence for something. This one is so accurate for me. If I don't feel as though I've got the skill set or tools or or resources to do a job, I'm going to feel very unmotivated to do that thing. I feel far more motivated to do the things that I feel confident in, I feel expert at. So it's definitely a stretching thing to do something that we don't feel very good at. And then relationships. And that's that's why you listen to Frugal Friends yes. Podcast. And relationships, when our relationships are strained or interrupted, or we're feeling like we don't have great connection, that's also going to bear strong weight on our levels of motivation. I do appreciate that they highlighted all of these things were intersected and in some ways hijacked through the pandemic. And in some ways, are still, there's still a lingering ripple effect. So I don't want to say, oh, it's all over. And this is just any time. Well, in some ways, yes, this is just related to motivation in general. But there could be ways in which this is lingering from what we've experienced over the last two and a half years and the ways in which this is interrupted, the ripple effects of that and other life circumstances that might intersect with your autonomy, competence and relationship. So if you are even wanting to start at the core of identifying why is this happening? Why can I not just seem to pick up steam here? This could be a really good template and blueprint for, again, being curious with yourself of, am I feeling a lack of of autonomy? Is it competence? Is it relationships? That's going to help us in identifying ways to respond well, if we can know what the root cause of it is. Really appreciated that portion. Yes, yes, yes. But let's get into the six tips. The first one I loved, create daily rituals. So a 2018 study out of Harvard found that rituals and predefined Any predefined sequence of actions characterized by rigidity and repetition increase people's self-control and feelings of self-discipline. So some people have really elaborate rituals, but uh, the article says these don't have to be elaborate. It could just be very small, just as long as you're doing it every day. That's the important thing. So, for example, putting your workout clothes beside your bed so that you can exercise first thing in the morning. That's considered a ritual. Taking time to meditate or relax once you get your kids set up for the school day. Who has time for that? If you do, it's a ritual. Walking your dog after work. So over time, rituals become automatized behavior. Rituals, Rituals automatize behavior. They become habits. Okay. Rituals become habits. And when a habit becomes automatic, it frees up your mental energy to be able to focus on other things. So I love creating like just these different rituals throughout the day. And I kind of refer to them as habit stacking. I don't know if it's the same thing, but when you're trying to create a habit, you stack it onto another habit. Um, And eventually you have like a row of habits that can be considered a ritual. So maybe try that. That is really, really good, Mm -hmm. in my opinion, to create Mm -hmm. motivation. But just start with one. Don't don't start with a string of habits. Mm -hmm. Start with one. Really simple example of that is looking at your transactions for the day while you brush your teeth. That would kind of be like that habit stacking, creating that ritual. If that's something you're Mm -hmm. trying to get better at or keep a pulse on, again, it's going to be individualized for you, but pairing these different things together that might pair well and help you towards your goal, keep you motivated. Related to this idea is number two, setting up routine cues. 
So the article mentions how we are hardwired to forge these associations between ourselves and the environment. There can be things within our environment that trigger certain thoughts, emotions, behaviors, sometimes subconsciously. One of the things that they reference in here is that it could have become confusing for people who are used to going into the office and then now are at home and have been maybe working from home a lot where the couch or the TV is typically a cue or a trigger of it's the weekend. And yet if you're working from home and you're running into, you're passing by the couch or the TV regularly, it can kind of shift that in your mindset of, oh, but I I don't want to be in a frame of work for work. Like I'm home and these are the thing, these are my comfort items. And so this is also connected to, I know we've talked about James Clear with the habits and the cue, the craving, the reward and how when we run into these triggers or these cues, what they can produce inside of us. And so we can use that to our advantage to set up cues within our environment that's going to keep us on track for the thing that we want to accomplish, the task at hand, the goal for the future. And so that might mean like putting our exercise clothing out the night before. Then when we wake up and we see it, that is an automatic kind of visual cue of this is what's next on the docket. I don't have to necessarily bend over backwards to find the motivation to do the thing that I want. I'm creating these cues in our in my environment. This also is related to the physical space that we set up. Um, maybe doing tasks or assignments in a space that's going to help us to stay focused on that task at hand, and maybe even eliminate the cues or the triggers that are going to be those distractions. We can use this to our advantage when it comes to our finances as well. I know we've talked a ton about ways to intersect some of our habits or patterns when it comes to impulse purchasing, setting up cues or barriers to not buy the things that we've not put a lot of thought or intention behind So consider what your cues are. What are the things that might lead you down something that is beneficial or non-beneficial and figure out ways to intersect that with various cues? Usually it's going to be something related to our five senses, something we see, something we hear, something we smell. Of course, it can be taste and touch as well, but primarily we're going to want to think about what we see, what we hear, what we smell. How does that maybe cue us to something? Mm, yes, definitely. Cues are super, super important. When you when you find your cues, then you can start breaking bad habits. Next is to reward yourself right away. And so this can kind of be a little counterintuitive and not something that you should be doing long term. But we are instant gratification motivated like that. We're we're trying to get away from that as a as a pattern as like a all the time 100%. But you can't deny that is the way we are wired. So this kind of gets into the intrinsic and extrinsic motivation. I know we've talked about it in one of our other motivation episodes. So one of the other ones we talked about at the at the top of the episode. Internal motivators are things you do out of the joy of doing them. So I drink coffee in the morning out of the joy uh, <laughs> that it does. Nothing, I don't have to be motivated to do that. That is something I'll gladly do extrinsic motivators are external motivators. And that's what gives us the instant gratification that we need in order to develop internal motivators. You don't just like wake up in the morning with internal motivators automatically. Like when I was five, I didn't wake up and want coffee. So that's kind of like, this is the start. You start really slowly with giving yourself a lot of instant gratification rewards for a short amount of time. And then you work up to being able to develop those internal motivators, which are studies show much more effective than external motivators and much more long lasting. Mm -hmm. So you can't rely on external motivators long term. Mm -hmm. 
You have to want it. Yes. When you're starting, you've got to have them. So don't think that you are weak for needing more external motivators or or more immediate gratification more upfront. It's why we, um, that's why we, you know, the debt snowball method is so popular. It's because you've got those instant motivators very quickly if you've got a number of smaller debts. And so this is the same concept. So they say when you run on the treadmill, you could reward yourself with a favorite Netflix show, or you could have a treat like a cup of coffee or a piece of chocolate. You know, so these are not like take yourself out to dinner every time you make a good financial (laughs) choice. These are small things. So think of things that you can use to reward yourself quite frequently up front. And that will help you kind of regain this routine of, of motivation and action that you didn't have. Similarly, the next thing on this list is to make room for moments of positivity. And this isn't exactly saying external motivators. It's more so recognizing that cultivating some of those more welcomed, viewed as positive emotions every day can have an impact on motivation and productivity. So this is something that we would want to incorporate and engage in daily, even once we've turned external motivation into internal motivation. It is good to cultivate these types of emotions as well. And so they mention ideas like watching a funny video or shooting a text off to a friend, anything that is going to kind of bear weight on some of the the more positive emotions that we can experience that can enhance our performance at work. It can give that nice break that we want. It can help us feel connected with others and involved in the community. It's just good to make room for some of these breaks in the midst of what we're doing. And especially if we're feeling a lack of motivation, it's okay to create space for some of this. And when we're talking about about financial goals and the financial journey, this is absolutely included in that. To give room for fun and laughter, it can be free. It doesn't have to knock us off of our ultimate goals, but giving space to to play, to enjoy life, to do the life-giving things, to connect with others, just room for moments of positivity. Mm-hmm. And the last thing I will say is don't be too hard on yourself. I like this one. Uh, So this is where they actually start to talk about intrinsic and extrinsic motivation. And the article says your motivation can ebb and flow and it will ebb and flow. And a lot of so the same like intrinsic and extrinsic positive motivators, we can have intrinsic and extrinsic negative motivators. So internally, if there is a trauma that we are trying to avoid reliving or a consequence we are trying to avoid, then we are motivated to do something to avoid that. It can even be like if you're doing a diet bet and you've put, you know, 50 bucks in and you're trying to avoid the shame of losing that 50 bucks, then you're motivated to do they they work off of that type of emotion. Then there's also extrinsic negative motivators which could be like external punishment which, you know, hopefully don't see as an adult but are there. So this these there are both types and it's very it's a very weird phenomenon that we are often very attractive to negative types of motivation they seem to be more they are effective more quickly than positive motivators and i don't know if it's like a loss aversion thing or we are our own worst enemies i don't know but psychologically it is we are very drawn to these negative motivators. They work more efficiently. So knowing that, there's always it's like salt in your strategy. Yes, there are some negative consequences to not sticking with your goal. And you should remember those. You should be fully aware of the negative consequences and the negative internal and external motivators that are in play. 
like that's salt and too much salt really does ruin the dish. So don't be too hard on yourself. Let's focus on these positive motivations, these positive actions, the things we can do and not be too hard of our, on ourselves when life happens, when seasons change, when you're just like having a day, mm-hmm. you know? So that's, I think, really important. The last one on this list is to know your triggers. This is also called another way, being prepared, (laughs) knowing ourselves, (laughs) being prepared, knowing how we're going to respond, not thinking as though that's never going to happen or I'm going to avoid it. That's not possible. Things will happen. Our plans will get interrupted. We will experience a lack of motivation. And what are the circumstances that primarily lend themselves to that? And how do I want to respond? Again, we can look at this from a variety of ways of what we might be facing in our lives as it relates to our financial goals. What are the things that cause the most derailment? Is it seeing other people spend money and feel feeling like everyone else gets to have all the good stuff and all the fun and everyone else makes so much more than me and whatever it is? Like what what is it that's gonna cause you to think, okay, well then I might just go buy this or I'm going to go spend impulsively or why even have this goal anymore? I'm going to just throw it off to the side. Or is it an unforeseen bill? Whenever you get a a charge that you weren't expecting, these things are going to happen. And it's okay for it to even knock the wind out of our sails for a minute, for a minute, but then regaining that strength and energy to keep going for the goal that you've set out, assuming it's a good goal, assuming it's a goal that's actually worth achieving, knowing what these things are ahead of time and already having a script for how we're going to respond to that, whether that needs to be an internal kind of narrative script that we speak to ourselves, or if there's an actual plan plan of action that we're going to implement when this trigger happens. But we do need to take a good look at what are these things for me? They're going to be different for everybody. And how do I want to respond when they happen, not if they happen? Yes, absolutely. And you know what I respond to Mm. that is the action I take when I don't know what else to do? Whether this is the action foreseen I take. or unforeseen, I'm always willing to take action on this. The bill of the week. That's right. It's time for the best minute of your entire week. Maybe a baby was born and his name is William. Maybe you paid off your mortgage. Maybe your car died and you're happy to not have to pay that bill anymore. Duck bills, Buffalo bills, Bill Clinton. This is the bill of the week. Hey guys, my bill of the week is actually a parking pass that my husband and I purchased for the ferry. We were going to catch the ferry and go over for the day. And there was an option of paying for parking, which costs for the day $18, which felt very monstrous to me. And I had a little argument with my husband about whether or not we should park down the street and just walk. But we also have a baby, well, almost two-year-old, a car seat, gifts we're bringing over for family. And um, we end up buying the parking pass, which I was initially heartbroken about. But on the way home, we missed the ferry. And then we had to catch the 1045 ferry, which took two hours to arrive back to our home, Vancouver Island. And after sleeping on the ferry and waking up disoriented, I was pretty happy in the end to have my car sitting right outside the door rather than a 15-minute walk down the road. And that is my bill of the week. Whoa. <laughs> that's that's a horror story, Bill. Yeah, I and that is a bill I would gladly pay at this point in my life. I always look for the free parking. Mm-hmm. Don't get me wrong. I'm always the first to look for it. <laughs> but sometimes it's just worth it to 
pay for parking, when you're in a season of your life when you are carrying a human that cannot carry itself. Plus gifts. Yeah. I mean, it's it's a great hindsight is 2020 bill and you made a great decision for yourself or maybe your husband did (laughs) pre pre what you knew was to come. And yeah, Mm -hmm. it was, it ended up being a gift that you paid for that parking. I'm so sorry that you missed your ferry. I, but I do love the amount of listeners that we have in Canada. Shout out to all of our Canadian friends. Shout out to you. I am not going to embarrass myself by trying to do any Canadian celebration uh, (laughs) phrases. Thank you. Just shout out to you. If you all listening also have a bill that you initially didn't want to pay for, but then ended up being very happy you did, or again, your name is Bill, or you own a duck or you are bill curtis <laughs> visit frugalfriendspodcast.com slash bill leave us your bill we do need bills this is a strong yes. bill call calling all the call bills of the week we're at two episodes a week and the tank is low if not empty we misidentified we need to we made a mistake. fill it up we made a mistake I don't love creating my spending plan each month, and it took me a while to find a budgeting app that had simple features, but didn't feel and look like a spreadsheet. If that's you too, Monarch's the way to go. Monarch is the top-rated, all-in-one personal finance app. It gives you a comprehensive view of all of your accounts, investments, transactions, and more. Create custom budgets, track progress toward financial goals, and collaborate with your partner. And now get an extended 30-day free trial when you go to monarchmoney.com slash frugal. I like how easy it is to customize my budget and create automatic transaction rules. The transaction widget helps me stay on top of my spending. After using Monarch for several months, I understand why it's the top rated personal finance app. And right now, listeners of this show will get an extended 30-day free trial when you go to monarchmoney.com slash frugal. That's M-O-N-A-R-C-H M-O-N-E-Y dot com slash frugal. For your extended 30-day free trial, go to monarchmoney.com slash frugal for an extended 30-day free trial. AI might be the most important new computer technology ever. It's storming every industry and literally billions of dollars are being invested. So buckle up. The problem is that AI needs a lot of speed and processing power. So how do you compete without costs spiraling out of control? It's time to upgrade to the next generation of the cloud. Oracle Cloud Infrastructure, or OCI. OCI is a single platform for your infrastructure, database, application development, and AI needs. OCI has four to eight times the bandwidth of other clouds, offers one consistent price instead of variable regional pricing, and of course, nobody does data better than Oracle. So now you can train your AI models at twice the speed and less than half the cost of other clouds. If you want to do more and spend less like Uber, 8x8, and Databricks Mosaic, take a free test drive of OCI at oracle.com slash strategic. That's oracle.com slash strategic. oracle.com slash strategic. And now it's time for the lightning round. All right. So in this lightning round, what is your personal trick Mm. for when you're feeling unmotivated Mm, mm, and mm. go for it Jen mine is literally just standing up I and Lord knows I have been very unmotivated I am very pregnant and I am not willing to do much but when I have something I need to do which is always, <laughs> I just say, okay, I'm going to just stand up because mm. I'm 100% always sitting down. So I'm just going to stand up and whatever happens next will be better than what I was just doing. It doesn't have to be the thing that I'm actually supposed to do. Sometimes it isn't. Like Travis asked me to um, put water in his avocado plant uh, thing and I got up and I think I had the intention of doing it. And I didn't. I did something else. And but just standing up was better than sitting down. 
<laughs> so you got something else yeah. accomplished that you wanted to accomplish? <laughs> I maybe, I guess. <sighs> I don't even remember what it was. Yeah. I mean, I think that there is something to making making a movement to mm-hmm. get back on track. Doing the least. With something. Yeah, just do the least. Yeah. Yeah, for me, it's it is gum. If I were to think about how I got through college, undergrad, graduate school, long days at work, it's taking a gum break. I can so know that it's... do you take a break to chew gum? No. Or do you say, I'm just going to move and the act of putting the gum in my mouth and chewing uh-huh. it is the trigger? Yeah. Like, it's like the okay. act of, okay, there's something <laughs> for my mouth to do. It's kind of a little bit of a distraction. It feels like some movement. I can tell that I've had a particularly like stressful day or was really lacking motivation based on how many sticks of gum I chewed that day. Wow. But when I'm doing something that requires more focus, gum, gum gets me through. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay. But yeah, no, we also can't, those breaks, I, mean, I think taking the yeah. breaks, whether for like a short-term thing or a long-term thing, I think when we're in debt payoff modes, having little pit stops along the way, actually doing fun things on the budget night or when we need to go through and look at all of our expenses, like this, there's so many areas of life that all of this is relevant for. Mm-hmm. And figuring yeah, out definitely. how to make it work in in our own way. Jen needs to stand up now. She's yeah, yawning. I, I just yeah. I was supposed to just start talking, and instead of words coming out of my mouth, it was a yawn. Do you need to stand to get through our thank yous? No, I just need to say what I was going to say, which is thank you so much for listening to this episode, um, and thank you for leaving reviews normally I'm not this tired. And we love, love, love reading your kind reviews, especially this one from Julin. I think that's how your screen names are just so fun. And I can't say them. And they say so encouraging in a real way. I really like the tips and the way this podcast makes frugality feel actually doable. The discussions are very applicable to every walk of life, and the realness is refreshing. I come to this podcast when I need a little push to keep going on the minimalist path, and then I don't feel alone in the journey. And we're here to be your little motivational push. Isn't that so true? Podcasts can be that too. Or Mm -hmm. things like watching debt-free stories on the Frugal Friends Podcast Mm -hmm. YouTube channel or chatting with a friend who might have other energy levels than you do or reading a book, like whatever it is, (laughs) you can find little ways to spark that. And we're so glad that this is that for you, Junai. I don't actually know how to thank you. Thank you for listening. And if you enjoyed the show, please take a minute to leave a review and a rating. It helps potential new listeners know what our show is all about and what they're getting into so they don't waste their time if they don't need that little motivational push to keep going. See you next time. Frugal Friends is produced by Eric Siriani. I'm gonna muster all my energy to tell you this story and it's my car buying story yay I need this the time has come all right so I am a minivan mom now I am uh, we bought a minivan minivan mom Mm mm-hmm yes moms on vans we have been doing research for several weeks on what we wanted and we were confident going in the make model and year range of what we wanted i say we i mean i i wanted um mileage features i was very clear Mm -hmm. with like a parameter Mm -hmm. you know um i wasn't stuck on one thing so 
I have identified two possible vans. Okay. And I go in Thursday to test drive one. It is my second choice. I know this. And so I sit down with the guy and he gives me, um, you know, a little, just a light spiel. I'm alone. So I don't think he takes me seriously. And alone, pregnant, afraid, cold. Yeah. <laughs> yes. <laughs> uh, and so then I leave and I pick up Kai. The next day we go to test drive the one I really want. And for this one, Travis is able to get off work early. I say the day before, don't get off work early for this one. No need. I really want the other one. And so we go and he gets there before me. And because I have lost track of time, I have uh, probably napping and he gets there you know, gets a sales guy. The front of the store is littered with people in black outfits um, and they are the salespeople. And it is uh, quite nerve wracking, honestly. But we already had a salesperson. Right. Yeah. We already had a salesperson, so I didn't have to worry about them. So we go, we test drive it. I love it. It is the one that I want. And we go in and I will say these cars, these two cars had different features, had different pros, different cons. They were the same price uh, advertised online. Whoa. Same to the $5. I think one was $5 more than the other. (laughs) Yeah. Okay. But they were comparable in their features where one, you know, one was newer, but it had more miles. One was older, but it was very low mileage. Um, One didn't have leather. One didn't have a DVD pack. So there was like, they were comparable. They were not the same, but they were comparable. And we're sitting down with this man and who's not a man. He's younger than I am. And he did not know who I was. And I am negotiating with him for an hour and a half. And I am I am just like, I am realistic, but I am not shy. Like, I know why I'm here. I know why you're here. I know, like, that you have tacked on an extra fee, uh, which means your pricing is not transparent. This is a superfluous fee. And then that really pissed off the manager because he's like, it's not superfluous, it's ancillary. And I was like, no, no, dear, it's superfluous. And then the sales guy starts using that word because they just likes it. And I was like, it's a good word. It's a fact. <laughs> um, and so, so like I'm trying, they tacked on all these fees, which is what I hate about dealers. Mm-hmm. And to the point where... The best deal I could get after an hour and a half was still $4,000 more than the guy the day before who was just like, here you go. His, uh, this is the value of your trade-in. This is the car. This is our one fee. This is, you know, the dealer wow, fee. Yeah. You're going to pay uh-huh. a dealer fee. Uh-huh. There's no getting around the dealer fee. Yeah. It's all of the ancillary fees. Yeah that you can get around yeah. that not every dealership charges. So what did you do? So we were there and they had us. Like we were we had a we had sunk an hour and a half into this negotiation. Mm-hmm. And so we had that um we felt invested. We we felt like I felt like I was going to waste I didn't want to waste this guy's time. Mm-hmm. And then we both had it was like in the same moment. Travis and I like looked at each other. He, he, his moment was first, but he looked at me and like it incited the moment in me. And I, and it was just like, what are we doing? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Are we going to throw? And it was this really this one feature mm-hmm, that I wanted mm-hmm, in the car mm-hmm. that put it over the top for me. Mm-hmm. And I was like, am I going to pay $4,000 yeah. for fancy cruise control? Mm hmm. When you won't even cross the bridge to go to Tampa, you're like, you will this have is, no reason to use cruise control because you refuse you are to drive lying. more than 10 minutes away. You are not lying. Mm-hmm. And so we, we had already signed the deal. Uh-huh. Like they were running my credit uh-huh. 
and and we said, sorry, we have to go pick up our child. We're late. Ah! And we left. Yes. We left. And we went straight to the other yeah. guy. We we did have to pick up our child. Yeah. Like that was not a lie. Yeah. And uh, we went to him and we were like, this, I mean, what's the catch? Because the warranty was better. The trade in value was better. There was total transparency in pricing. Yeah. Um, like the price advertised the only fee added on top of that was the dealer fee. Yeah. And then you've got your your taxes you can't get around and then the tag, you know, yeah. transfer yeah. that you can't get around. That was it. Total transparency, total chillness. Yeah. And no, that was it. And then they took like 300 more dollars off or something. Uh-huh. Nice. When they we were in there telling them how much we love the deal. Yeah. And then they gave us like another 300 off. The takeaway is you can walk away. You even can walk away at any time. When you've invested time and energy into something, you don't have to do it, like pull the trigger just based on feeling obligated. Yes. And you know what? You know how many lattes I can buy with $4,000? Yeah. I can buy, oh, this is bad. 666. <laughs> How long lattes. will it take you to buy that many lattes? Right. And so that is 666 decisions I don't have to make because I made the right decision mm, one time. Mm, 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 mm. And it was not easy. Yeah. But because you I wanted did it. that cruise control. Yeah. But. They had me. They really had me. But, the, and, but no, um, they didn't because they let you go. They let you go pick up your child. Yeah. And you never no, came the, back. I had gotten them down. I had gotten them down thousands of dollars. How many times have they called like, you since then? <laughs> they send email. A when few are you times. coming to yeah, pick up your calls, car? A few calls, a few emails. Yeah. <laughs> but I told them straight up. I was like, because I had the other deal on the table, which is why you always want to get multiple deals. I was like, yeah this is what I've got over here. And, and this is what you're working with. And your, it was a reconditioning fee that was like $1,700. That was the biggest thing. Jeez. And that and another fee, because my car was at over 80,000 miles, they had a, they took 2000 out of the trade-in value. So instead of just giving me a number, for the trade-in value. They gave me a high number and then on the list of fees took 2000 off. So there's that like uh-huh. no transparency in pricing. Yeah. But the reconditioning fee is like, we're really proud of our reconditioning. Like we make these cars really like uh, beautiful to sell. And I was like, that's your job. job. Yeah, That's a price you put into the car. Yeah. Like, that's the price of doing business. That's the markup. Yeah. That's not like this added fee that you, have that you add on the back yeah. end. I don't pay for you to recondition mm-hmm. this mm-hmm. car. You don't sell cars if you don't recondition them. Yeah. And that's a car, that's a price you bake into the price you put online. Mm-hmm. So it's just really, it was the deceptive practices that also just sent me running. Wow. I'm glad I'm glad you've got a car. I'm glad you like it. I'm glad you didn't fall victim to spending an extra four thousand dollars. Can't wait to see it. Me too. Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bob Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Puma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds from Mars, oh, and Two Door Cinema Club. Are you still searching for your perfect place to call home? Well, now is the time to buy at Fisher Homes. If you're looking to move in before the end of 2024, May could be your last opportunity to start building your dream home and close before the year's end. If you're hoping to move in even sooner, Fisher Homes also has homes that are move-in ready and waiting for you, where you can start enjoying the benefits of homeownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with a new home advisor today at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home.